0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Subconscious, a podcast made by two friends sharing their catch ups from two different hemispheres. My name is Joseph, and as always, I'm joined by my co host, Colin. We're two longtime friends sharing the new things we've learned every week. We hope you enjoyed our casual chats while having a nice drink with us. Speaking of drinks, what are you having this week, Colin?
1: I am having a hot toddy. Which is, (laughs) it's called a hot toddy. It is a whiskey-based hot cocktail. Oh. So you get, like, a shot or however however much whiskey you want. You put it into a mug or something. Um, And you add maybe a bar spoon, a teaspoon of honey and or sugar. You know, just some little like some sweet um element you add a slice of lemon and then you just top it up with hot water stir it up
0: pretty um
1: uh how do you say it warm and soothing drink for the winter months
0: mm-hmm. nice that uh, Does sound really soothing
1: yeah it is actually weirdly nice and um Depends also, like you can also add star anise, cinnamon, cloves when you pour the hot water in. So it, like you get the uh, you know, spicy aromas and all that. But I didn't because I'm poor. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and also like the type of whiskey you use also, you know, will change the flavor differently. I tried this with mm. um, a very strong bourbon called Wall Turkey 101. It's 50 percent and it's very pungent or like, you know. The flavor, alcohol aside, like the flavor itself is quite a bit and like one shot was a bit too much. Mm. Yeah. So I did it with like another Irish whiskey, which my friend had and he very, very nicely lent me was um, Bushmills original. And um, yeah, it's a lot lighter. It's a little more flowery. And yeah, I thought it paired well with the lemon. It's just, you know, like my hot water a few episodes ago. (laughs) Very <laughs> soothing <laughs> in uh, the winter months. That's nice. That's nice. No. I was just no, just thinking actually. I don't think I know any other hot cocktails other than like an Irish coffee. Interesting.
0: I mean, I don't really drink, so I, I wouldn't be able to. I'm not the best person to answer this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just a lot less common. I'm not sure why. Oh mm. well. I mean, like, you can have sake warm, right?
1: But that's yeah, not really I'm a cocktail, cocktail, cocktail.
0: Just... cocktail. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just, like, s- sex in the microwave. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe the beach is already hot enough.
1: <laughs> or we'll microwave like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, extra fun fact. The mocktail version of Sex on the Beach is
0: Hug on the Beach, Yes. I thought it was so funny when I saw it. Shout out to our friend Tim. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk a bit about music. Um I think we're both the type of person that likes to find new songs to jam to and like kinda listen to more obscure genres, right? That's not really pop and stuff. I mean, we do listen to pop sometimes, but
1: Yeah, I don't even know anymore, you know. (laughs) who cares doesn't matter (laughs) we're old anyways
0: (laughs) Uh, um, cynicism aside um, uh, (laughs) actually having a lot of fun trying to figure out like exactly why I like certain songs um, in terms Mm -hmm. of like how they're written Uh, but I think like a lot of people at some point there's this like treacherous concept uh, called understanding music theory (laughs) that gets in the way (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like one of those things that like you really should know more about, and like you need to like put the time and effort in. But if only you had like motivation and time, or like self discipline, you know. Yeah, only uh, if just, you like, cared. Just, yeah, <laughs> just like just like learning Chinese, you know. Like it's my mother tongue, but like <laughs> <laughs> for half of our for
1: half of our listeners that hit too close to home.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so for context, uh, my music theory knowledge is quite limited, uh, but recently I've been like sharing and discussing songs with like a friend of mine, uh, shout out to A Frank, <laughs> um, and his like music theory knowledge is much more in-depth than mine, and he was kind enough to share his knowledge during one of our discussions, uh, so today I wanted to try and explain with the help of like this music theory like side of why a specific chord progression in a song sounded quite nice to us. Huh. Okay. Okay. So I hope I hope this, like, the, it'll play all right. But yeah, so the chord progression goes like this. Yeah. Okay. So the progression goes like that. And to me, like, that third chord there sounds pretty tense. It sounds a little bit spicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it still, like, it still manages to, like, resolve pretty well into the fourth chord, right? um -hmm. but yeah okay so um i'm gonna try and like explain this for people who have like zero knowledge of music theory like me uh so for simplicity let's like let's just start with a key and the key of c because i think everyone will kind of know that general sphere uh so to provide a quick starting guide the concepts that we'll need to understand will be scales chords and notes and please don't run away (laughs) Um, i will try my best to explain them simply um (laughs) So notes are pretty self-explanatory, I think. They're like a specific frequency that you hear that has a characteristic sound. So like a C sounds like a C. A D sounds like a D, right? And, like, um, and so on. And these sounds, um, like, they have like a relative relationship to each other. So I guess if I was to use an analogy like having light bulbs, uh, like they would have varying brightness. So you can compare them. So like, let's say bulb B is brighter than bulb A, but like dimmer than C or something like that, right? Like. Mm-hmm. They are of a specific brightness. And so what scales are in this case is a set pattern between notes of this kind of like relative relationship. So using that bulb analogy again, like let's say you have seven bulbs and you've labeled them C, D, E, F, G, A, B. Oh, how convenient. (laughs) Um, And they'll have a certain like brightness relative to each other. So let's say bulb D must be like two magnitudes brighter than C. And E has to be two magnitudes brighter than D, and F only has to be one magnitude brighter than E. I think our editor our editor Tiffany is like in the background, like, wow. He's so good at yeah. explaining. Oh yeah, standards. fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact again, yeah.
1: Tiffany actually studied music at the mm-hmm. um University of Watford. Um so. what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like genuine, just giving some praise to our editor, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah hidden hero (laughs) and finally there are chords uh which are a combination of notes played at the same time and the bulb analogy kind of breaks down here but like you know what i'm just gonna stick with it so let's say you had someone positive let's call them like a major person (laughs) 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 They, they needed like three bulbs like they don't they don't really care what the three bulbs are they just care that like the three of them like are of a specific like relative brightness to each other so it has to be like one has to be two magnitudes brighter than the other and one has to be one magnitude brighter than the other or something like that and let's say you had a kind of negative person and let's say like a minor person (laughs) Um, uh, so they're they're also looking for three bulbs but like of like it can be any three bulbs as well but it's a different relative brightness to the major person so yeah that was my that was my attempt at (laughs) explaining Scales, chords and notes. Um, so yeah, so back to scales real quick. If I have a scale, let's say like C major, it has seven notes uh, with a specific relationship to each other. They can also be numbered from one to seven. Um, so I'm just gonna go back to that progression again. Uh, let's try and play it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so there are four chords here. And there, in the key of C, and that first chord is an F major, uh, and the second chord is a G major, and then that, and then the fourth chord is uh, an A minor. And um, in the key of C, we can label F as the four chord because um, C D E F G A B. If you were to number it in in that order, F is the fourth one, right? Mm -hmm. And then G would be the fifth and then A would be the sixth. Um, and so if you're prop- familiar with pop songs, uh, which you aren't, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's just say that you are. Um, I'm pretty sure most of us are. Uh, there's a really common progression, like one four five, uh, and it sounds very pleasant and it resolves really easily. Uh, I can just play it now. Um, it'll sound like... And now I've like been copyrighted by like every single artist on the planet. (laughs) But yeah, if you notice there, um, this chord is, so that's the G major. It resolves really nicely into the root, which is C, the one, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and so that G major is called a dominant of the, the scale. Um, you you just need to know the name of that and that it like creates tension. Um, Okay, so back to that mis- mysterious like third chord that I've kind of avoided talking about, right? Um, so, again, let's play that progression. <laughs> Add a little extra time emphasis on that third one. Um, so that <laughs> chord is uh, a sharp five, which is the same as the five chord, which is the G major that we're talking about, except um, we've swapped the G in that chord for a G sharp instead or with that like, right. light, that light bulb analogy we've we've increased that bulb's brightness by one magnitude um which is like what happens when you sharp something and so the interesting thing about this chord is that it doesn't really fit into our major scale format uh cuz it's like not c d e f g a or b it's g sharp <laughs> um, but it's like it it's sounds like quote unquote spicy <laughs> so like cuz it feels kind of different But it still resolves well into the next chord. And so kind of an explanation for this is that the thing about this sharp five chord is that it's you only need to add one note to it for it to become another chord, uh, which is actually an E major seven. So I'm just going to play those two notes. So I'll, I'll get that sharp five chord. And if I added an E on top of it, it's actually an E major seven chord. Um, and this is kind of important because, um, when I've added the E on top of it, if we, let's say, let's go back to the scales. Um, we've so far, we've built the scale on C, right? We started at C, but let's say we started on A instead. Um, if we built a scale starting from A, it would be A, B, C, D, E. And so E is actually the dominant of the a major scale um and so what's happening here is that there's kind of this like mini key change that goes on without actually like straying too far away from the overall like c major scale um, and because e is the dominant of a mm-hmm. of like an a major scale um, yeah. and a is like the sixth of the C and in that chord progression, it went four, five, sharp, five, six. So what's happening in that little chord progression here, um, where it goes like, is that that sharp five, um, kind of functions as like a dominant of a different key. So you just kind of jump to a different key, but it resolves Mm -hmm. into the six, which is part of your original key. Um, And so if you go back to the root, that still sounds like natural overall. So if I was to add like the one after this chord progression, then it would go like. Like it's still everything still like resolves nicely, but it just has that extra little flair, even though it's like not part of the key. Uh, Hmm. And so, yeah, I thought it was just a super interesting and conceptual way to understand like just just a random chord that I felt was a little bit spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Yeah, well yeah, shout out to my friend A Frank for explaining this to me. Um, yeah, I hope I hope this con- I was able to convey it mildly well over like only uh oratory way. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany is going to like du- dub over
1: the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is music theory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, what time is it, Colin? It is the time of the facts.
1: And facts only. (laughs) Alternative facts? (laughs) No. No, no, let's not go there. (laughs) Did you know only the king of hearts in a deck of cards has no mustache?
0: No way. (laughs) Yep. Wait, you know... I'm, I'm. gonna go. I'm gonna go grab a deck of cards. You better not <laughs> okay. be lying to me. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, how convenient a deck of cards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut the front door.
1: <laughs> I know, right? What? Where's and- the
0: mustache?
1: <laughs> yeah, and the King of Hearts is also like stabbing himself with a sword, like the only
0: one. Someone's really unhappy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's holding it in a really awkward way. Yeah, I don't know if he's
1: stabbing himself, but like he's, it looks like he's shoving a sword through his head, but I don't think kinda, that's what he's doing. It kind of looks like he's
0: just scratching the back of his head <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a dagger. Yeah, but wow. you know, I these little why is that? That's the question. Oh, cool. Why is that? There's more. There's more to this. Wow. There is more next
1: episode or maybe a future episode because I was <laughs> prepping this and I lost motivation. I had to do other stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that gives you a reason to come join us next week um, where we probably won't be discussing this topic. But um... <laughs> Yeah, maybe not next week. We'll do like some week later. <laughs> But yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode and had a nice drink with us. See you next week. Good night. Or afternoon or morning.